When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. The financial services industry is never going to get better until we make some serious, simple, fundamental changes. The government keeps tinkering around at the edges, but it's not going to do any good. Why do I say that? Because <laughs> it's not. It's not doing any good. Uh, we talk a lot on this podcast about the fiduciary rules that apply to many occupations. Doctors are fiduciaries. In other words, they are required by statute, by law, to act in your best interests. Lawyers are, fidu- are fiduciaries. CPAs are fiduciaries. You'd think the people who call themselves financial advisors would always be fiduciaries, but they're not. But the word, the word is very popular. It really is. There are people out there claiming to be fiduciaries who are not. They may be sometimes, but the implication is that they are all the time. Give you an example. Tom was recently down in Phoenix, Arizona, and he called me up from his car and said, listen to this guy. There was a guy on the radio claiming to be working for you guys, looking out for your best interests. Yeah, taking care of you. He's a fiduciary. He even said so on his website. He's a fiduciary and an insurance specialist, as are all the people at his firm. Hmm. Hmm. What does he pitch? high-commissioned, indexed annuities. So he claims to be a fiduciary selling you a product that cannot possibly be sold to you by a fiduciary. That's because he's got a financial advice business, an investing advisor business that's attached to this insurance business for which he's allowed to say he acts as a fiduciary when he acts in that capacity. That is a problem. Now, a few years ago, the Department of Labor, under a previous, previous administration, wanted to change the rules and require that everyone who advises on retirement plan investments act as a fiduciary at all times. Now, I remember distinctly when this was going down. The insurance industry was livid. What? What? We won't be able to put annuities inside retirement plans then. Oh, no, we can't sell these things anymore. Oh, the whiny insurance company. Well, what happened? The Department of Labor threw out the fiduciary rule, and the SEC came up with its wimpy little rule BI for best interests. Now, it doesn't require that people act in your best interests. They just have best interests course, in the name of the law, the rule. No, all you have to do is fill out a little form called a CRS. 
And let me tell you, I looked at the CRS of that firm in Phoenix, and they don't, they certainly don't follow the letter of the CRS. There, in fact, there was a recent article in one of the investment advisor publications that said the SEC is examining these form CRSs and finding that the the people are lying on them. They're just lying. They're shocked to discover this. They're lying. You're shocked. They're lying. <gasps> they're failing to disclose their uh, problems they've had with clients, which they're required to do, which, by the way, the guy I'm talking about did not do. They're required to disclose their fees, which, by the way, the guy I'm talking about really didn't do. He gave a hypothetical example that could have maybe been this high, but maybe not, too. I see that all the time, where they, they, they lie about their fees. There's a lot of lying in this industry. A lot. It happens all the time. So that brings me back to my simple rule. I would love to see a fiduciary standard applied to anyone who, for compensation of any kind, provides anything that appears even vaguely to be financial advice. If you provide it, you have to be looking out, and you're getting paid to do it. You have to be looking out for your client's best interests. you got to have a client-professional relationship. That could be selling commissioned products or not. Make commission product selling a little difficult, though, because let's think about that for a minute. You have two exactly identical funds. One of them is invested in the Standard & Poor's 500. The other is invested in the Standard & Poor's 500. But one of them is sold by a broker with a 5% commission, and the other is no load with no commission and a fee, an annual fee that's actually lower then the fund the broker is selling you, if you're acting in someone's best interests, which fund would you have to put that person in? Yeah, the cheaper one, because otherwise you're not acting in their best interests. But I have a better rule altogether. Lying is illegal. <laughs> Just lying to your clients is illegal. Okay? And any client has a right to, to record, we all have phones, any conversation with his financial advisor, with or without their permission. Because if you're in that position, you better be ready to be recorded. And that can be used as evidence in a court of law that you lied. And if you lied, you get a couple of slaps on the wrist, then you get some big fines, and then eventually you just get kicked out of the industry, maybe even if you're bad enough thrown into jail. There we go. Solve the problem. It would be easier if people would just stop lying, though. If you would like to ask a question, solve a problem, get a little help before you get in a little trouble, give us a call 24 hours a day, seven days a week at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. You can also send questions in at TalkingRealMoney.com by typing them or by speaking them into the microphone button, just like this. Hi, Don and Tom. Thank you for taking my call. At my current job, my 401k is with Fidelity, and I have three categories to invest. Target date fund, employer-sponsored fund, and a brokerage link. I have used a second category to invest and would like to use the third category. Since the third category is a brokerage link in a 401k. 
do I have to pay transaction fees or incur tax events? Thank you for your time. Okay. So, you want to go into the brokerage option. The answer to your question is, it depends. It depends on who the broker is. Now, for most of the discount brokerage firms, you will be able to choose from their marketplace of funds, but I wouldn't choose any of those. They're funds that usually have 12B1 fees, so they have higher expenses to pay the brokerage firm. The way around that, if they do no transaction fees on ETFs, like Schwab and Ameritrade and many others do, well, if you have no transaction fee on ETFs, you can build yourself a terrific portfolio of essentially mutual funds with Fidelity or with Vanguard or with Avantis, which give you some really nice niche funds. Uh, later with dimensional funds, they're going to give you some nice ETFs to give you some better diversification. So yeah, you'll, you'll be able to do it without a transaction fee if the brokerage firm with whom you are working does not charge them on ETFs. And that's the way I'd go. As for taxes, don't worry, because this brokerage account is sheltered within a qualified plan, a 401k, then your returns are protected from capital gains taxes. They just accrue inside the account and then they're taxed as ordinary income when you take the money out after retirement or when you're taking those required minimum distributions. Thanks so much for recording the question. They always sound so much better when they're recorded. Send your question in at TalkingRealMoney.com, TalkingRealMoney.com, or call 855-935-8255. If your question or problem is larger than those that can be solved in the brevity of this podcast or our, or our radio show. Um, we do make our investment advisors investory available to you. Not forever, but we do make them available for a short period of time for free, no obligation, not even a sales pitch, promise. Um, up to maybe an hour, don't push your luck. If you really need help, you should hire us, but we'll help you. Just go to Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com, scroll down the page, and you'll see a link to uh, a calendar, and just pick a date and a time. We'll meet with you. Thank you so much for listening. Please spread the word. Tell your friends, neighbors, anybody you bump into about Talking Real Money, the podcast, and if you like it, please review it over at Apple Podcasts. They're the big review site. Thanks again for listening. I'm going to hang out here just talking real money. I'm Don McDonald. Talking real money. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately, consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That's a wrap.